Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. That's what he's been doing ever since he rebelled 
against the Godhead. But, you know, he's got his place to go now, doesn't he? Amen. And he knows he's got a short time left. So let's enjoy it. Amen. Let's enjoy it. For all the mess that the devil has caused you, you ought to be happy to do spiritual warfare. Amen. Amen. There ought to be a response that you have to all of his interference, all of his hinderings, all of the problems he's caused you in this one life already. Amen. Amen. See, God didn't leave you without an opportunity to put your two cents in, now did he? Amen. You get to join all heaven in spiritual warfare against the devil, his tactics, and all his ugly. Aren't you glad? He gave you something you could do. Aren't you glad? I am. I'm happy about it. You ought to be happy about it, too. You don't have to lay there and take it. You can do something. Amen. You don't have to lay there and take that foolishness. Amen. You can do something about what the devil does. Amen. So don't be backwards. Get up and do what you ought to do so that God will show you what he can do. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. This, Jonathan, is your reasonable service. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change your mind, change your attitude. Change your mind, change your attitude. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I remember I was standing in the same spot one Sunday, and I was starting to preach the message. And all of a sudden, I saw ice cream. I saw a bowl, and I saw the container and the spoon, and I said, who's eating ice cream? And no, none of you all said anything. You just, you know how you do. When I say things like that, you just act like you, don't, you didn't hear a word I said. You know how you do. I know. You think because I'm here and you're there that I can't see. But you're wrong. So, later on, your sister wrote me and told me she was the one eating ice cream. Mm -hmm. And she said, that showed her that God's eyes were upon her. That God was actually watching every single thing she did. You should get a lesson from that. Amen? Amen. Amen. So nobody's going to sleep in church today, right? Right. Amen. Because that's not a demon. That's rebellion, right? Right. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, a special welcome to our first-time listeners. As you can see, I preach no matter where you are in the world as though you're sitting right in front of me. Because to me, you are. Amen? Amen? God has given me that grace that I don't think of you as someplace else. No, you're all right here in front of me. Amen. Amen. 
and sometimes I see you. Aha, uh-huh, you didn't know that, did you? Surprise. Mm-hmm. Amen. Sometimes I can smell what you're doing. Yes, that's what I said. Sometimes I can smell what you're doing. Okay, you don't like that part. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. That's one of my gifts, you see. Mm. Well, why do you have this gift? Well, I'm the pastor of an international worldwide ministry. I have to be able to contact and, and to know about all of the saints that are participating. So if you think you can do things and get away with it and God and I don't know about it, you're wrong. You're very wrong. Oh, you're so wrong. Okay? Amen. There's no hiding place in the kingdom. Didn't God tell you in the scriptures that darkness and light is the same to him? It doesn't make a bit of difference. Okay? So don't think you're getting away with anything. (laughs) Amen. Don't think you're getting away with a thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. I remember this time a sister came to visit the church, and we were almost through, and all of a sudden I said, okay, who's been eating the ice cream? And she was one of the persons. She didn't even live in this state. So see, be good. God is looking. Behave yourself. Yes, it's summertime, but that's no reason to act up. Yes, the, the same guidelines. The same temperance, I don't care how many hamburgers they put on the grill. You know from the inside, because God lives on the inside of you, just how much hamburger you can eat. And you know not to surpass that, not to go over that. You have an unction from the Holy One who lives inside you, and you know all things. So you can't give him this excuse about, I didn't know I was going to get this full God. Yes, you did. Because you you have that knowing on the inside of you. You know when you're going wrong. God lives inside of you. The kingdom of God has come to you. So when you go to do something wrong, you know you're wrong, don't you? Amen. So straighten up and do right. Praise the Lord. Straighten up. You know when you go to buy something, if you get this mm, on the inside, you get this something that mm mm on the inside. You know that. You know that means to back off and go pray and wait for God to speak to you or to show you something else. So don't go out there like, oh, it's time for me to do this now and just go hog wild. No. You have restraint. Why? You belong to God. You are led by the Holy Spirit, not by your eyes, not by what's on sale. Amen? You are led by God. And for you not to follow him is not such a good idea, okay? Amen. So no matter what it is, when he says that's enough, then that's enough, okay? Very good. I don't care if they do have ices in all your favorite flavors. You get to have and partake what he would like for you to partake of. And if he doesn't allow you any, you don't get any. And you don't pout about it either. Amen. We're growing up, right? 
good. So when he says don't spend some money on something, it means don't spend some money on something. When he says to do it, then that means do just what he said. Okay? All right. Now that we have reviewed basic obedience, let's go on. You know, to all of our first-time listeners, we enjoy the privilege of experiencing yet again Holy Communion together in the body of Christ. It doesn't matter where you live. We all do this together on Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons, whichever you prefer. And we all repent of our sins. Amen? This is the part where we get to confess to God that we are wrong. Don't be afraid to say, Father, I was wrong. It's my fault. I'm not going to blame it on the devil. I'm going to accept my responsibility. And I'm going to be accountable to you. I'm apologizing for the way I treated you, the way I represented you, and the way I treated others, including myself. I ask for your mercy and your forgiveness. And I ask you, Lord Jesus, to wash me with your precious blood. I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for taking my sin upon yourself on the cross and giving your life for every time I did a wrong. Thank you, Lord. So see, God loves us. He loves us. He wants to bless us. He's told us that much. Message after message after message. He wants to bless us. Amen. Let's walk in agreement with him so he can bless us. Amen. Amen. Recently, God has blessed me with something that I've been asking him for for decades. And he isn't—he—he he picked it out himself, by the way. I didn't pick it out. He picked it out. And now he's going to do something extra. He, he's going to take it to the next level. And I went, wow, I wasn't going to do all that. All I was going to do was this. Well, God doesn't do things that way. He blesses his children. He makes you smile. He gives you a fresh smile. So, now that he's forgiven you of your sin, put on your fresh smile. Amen? Amen. It ought to come up out of your spirit right into your mouth. Amen? Amen. I'm going to give everybody a few moments to say to the Lord the things that you don't want to say out loud to us. Whatever that is, you're on. Say it now. Amen. Yes, sir. 
I'll remember that. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, thank you, Lord, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of the bread. Amen. After the same manner, also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. All of those promises he ratified in his blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Partake of the cup. Thank you, Lord. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he comes. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. See, some people don't do this right, and and they're, they're sick because of it. Amen? Amen. And many sleep. Some of them have died. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord. You know, in the Bible, he says, if he doesn't chasten you, you don't belong to him. So if you're a person, you don't want any correction and chastisement from the Lord, you evidently aren't his anyway. Amen. Then we should not be condemned with the world. Amen. Thank you, Father. So we welcome the Lord's chastisement and correction all the time because we want to walk in agreement with him. We want to walk in agreement with him. We want to do what he says to do. We want to please him at all times. All the time. Yes, even when you feel like being mischievous, you have to remember. That's one of the qualities of a fool, being mischievous. That's right, it's in the Bible. That's where I found it. It's in the Bible. I remember I was going to do something 
that I thought was a a good prank. And the Lord told me not to do it. (laughs) And I obeyed him. I didn't do it. Later on, I told that person about the prank I was going to pull on. It was my mom. And she gave me the eye. (laughs) I knew what that meant. (laughs) So you see, God will keep you out of trouble if you obey him. Amen? If you want to stay out of trouble, he'll keep you out of trouble. Now, for everybody who wants to go to the beach or to the swimming hole, you need to cover your eyes with the blood of Jesus, and you know why. And you need to ask permission before you go tearing out there, and you know why. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't forget, you're, you're holy. The Lord has severed you from others that you would be his. And so you have to act like you're his. Praise God. Because there are things the others do that we don't do because we belong to Jesus. Amen. They, they're busy trying to display every body part they have and don't have. We don't behave that way. Amen. And we're not caught with others who do it that way. Your sister wants to go out there with almost nothing on. Well, that'll be the day you're not going to the beach with her. Amen? Amen. You clearly understand how this goes. So listen to the Holy Spirit and you'll stay out of trouble. Okay? Amen. Amen. God wants you to have a good time, yes. But he wants you to remember that you belong to him. You're not one of them anymore. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for extending your love to each of us. We pray that we will walk and live worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. We pray that we will be fruitful in every good work and that we will increase in the knowledge of God. Lord God, we serve you with gladness. And we come before your presence with a song in our heart. We acknowledge that you alone are our God. It is you who have made each of us and none of us have created and formed ourselves. We are your children and we are the sheep in the pasture of the good shepherd. We enter your gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. And we come into your courts with praise. Lord, we are thankful to you, and we bless your name. You are good. Your mercy is everlasting. Father, we thank you that your truth endures to all generations. Father, we desire to know you better. Amen. For we desire to seek you with all of our hearts. As we pursue in knowing you better, Father, we will draw near to you, and we are assured that you will draw near to us. Father, we desire a renewed experience with you and a more intimate fellowship with you. We rejoice that you have made it possible for us to have close fellowship with you, for you have made your abode within each of your children. Thank you, Father, for receiving our prayer. Amen.
Amen. Now, today we're going to talk about kingdom fulfillment. Kingdom fulfillment? Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting topic. It's one that I've lived through and experienced over and over. How's the sound? Amen. Kingdom fulfillment. Amen. 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 Daryl, I hope you're feeling better. All right. Goof. <laughs> okay. Praise good. All right. Kingdom fulfillment. That's a good one. I like that. It came right off the top of my head today. <laughs> Amen. Today, we live in a world that is geared full on to self-fulfillment. Self-fulfillment. We live in a generation where people are lovers of themselves. People are lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. You know, I want what I want when I want it. That one. The flesh. You know that phrase, the flesh. Yes, Christians behave this way as well as others. People's lives are centered around S-E-L-F, self, the flesh, their desires, their plans, their enjoyment, their desire for travel, or some other recreation. People's lives are centered around their future, their family, their friends, their home, their careers, their happiness, and their satisfaction. Amen. What they want. That's what the center is. Second Timothy, chapter 3. Oops, that's chapter 2. No, it is chapter 3. 2 Timothy, chapter 3. I typed the wrong thing. Chapter 3. And I'm starting today with verse 2. Amen. 2 Timothy, chapter 3, beginning with verse 2. Second Timothy, chapter 3, beginning with verse 2. For men, for people, for women, for girls, for boys, even for infants. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Well, doesn't that sound like idolatry to you? shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents. I want to get away from her because I don't want her preaching at me no more, telling me what I ought to do right. 
I don't want to hear it, and I just don't want to hear it. I'm not listening. That's not the way we're supposed to be. Unthankful. Taking folks and, and the blessings of God for granted. Unholy. You just can't wait to run with the wrong crowd. Without natural affection. Now, we pray about this all the time. Truth breakers, they don't keep their word, now do they? False accusers, we got that today, didn't we? Incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, yes, they will stab you in the back. Yes, they're called the backstabbers. Heady, they got the big head. Mm-hmm. High-minded, they know it all. Lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. So on their scale, on their Richter scale, the highest goes to the love of pleasure, and the lowest rating goes to loving God. There are Christians that live this way every day. They love what they love, and God can find a space on their list somewhere. Mm-hmm. In a world where everything is geared to self, how are we going to empty ourselves? You know, we talked about that the other day, emptying ourselves. And if you miss that before the sermon is over, I'll tell you, how to find that. Emptying ourselves. Yeah. Empty. How, how are we going to discern God's will? How are we going to recognize and realize when we walk in rebellion? That's important because the scriptures say that rebellion is the same as witchcraft. If you're walking in it, surely you would want to know. Following after our own will instead of walking in obedience to God's will. Hmm. The answer is simple. We must come out from the world. We must come out from among them. He tells us that. In the New Testament, to come out, he tells us that in the Old Testament, too. He tells you to come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Come out from among them. Out. Out does not mean on Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday, and the rest of the time, you're trying to hang out with the world. No. That's not, and you already know that. You're just trying to ignore the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He says, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And he means it. It's not a joke. And since you know it, why haven't you done it? Hmm. Well. We must come out from the world where self and self-pleasing rule. 
You see, when you come to Jesus, you have a ruler. He's called the Lord Jesus Christ. You've got a ruler. You can't have two of them. And if you insist on letting the world and the flesh and the devil rule you, he will move right out of your vessel. You know what I mean? He came in and he can go back out. You're either going to honor him as the ruler of your life or he's going to make a pleasant, quiet exit. Remember Samson? As long as he didn't do a certain thing, whenever the enemy came, he could raise up, the power of God would come on him, and he would overcome the enemy. But the minute he broke that truce between him and God, the minute he broke that covenant, that agreement between him and God, he tried it one more time and God was gone. God didn't wake him up out of his sleep and say, I'm leaving now. He just And then Samson had been taking God for granted, doing whatever he felt like doing from time to time. You know, God's God's, uh, desire for him was not Delilah anyway. He decided he was going to pull a Samson, a Samson stunt. And he found out that when he finished his stunt, God was gone. And you know, I firmly believe that God is having me say this for certain people that are listening. You can't pull a Samson stunt. You see, King Saul pulled one of those stunts. He went to see the witch of Endor, and he sealed their covenant, their agreement in conversation and entertaining familiar demons, because that's what a witch does. They traffic in familiar demons. So he's having this conversation with a witch and their familiar demons. And at the end, he seals it with a meal. You know, that's part of a covenant. That's part of how you seal the deal with a covenant. If you go back and you look at Jacob, when his father-in-law came to get in his face, they they put a rock, they made an agreement, they had a meal. If you go back to the conversations and the messages we've had about how a covenant comes together, you'll see that a meal is there at the end. Even at a wedding, that's a covenant. See, the people that are attending are supposed to be praying for God to keep the couple in holy matrimony. And there's a meal at the end. That's the way covenants come. So, you know, you hot, fast dating people, you go out to eat with anybody. You haven't asked God's permission. Do I have permission to sit down and eat with this person? They say they're Christian, but you don't know them by the scriptures. Uh-huh. I didn't know that just because you didn't think about it. It's not hard to know. See, that's why Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7 comes in. You can go out and eat with a witch and pretend you didn't know it. 
Well, if you didn't ask God, that's on you. Yes, that's what I said. Here comes the wizard to ask you out to lunch or to dinner. And there you go. You haven't asked the Holy Spirit a thing. You haven't had any kind of prayer. You haven't bound any demons. But there you go. Okay, well, that's on you because you know better. I've taught you better. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord for his goodness. Amen. He says we must come out from the world where self and pleasing self are in control. Pleasing self got to de- You got to remember, you are crucified with Christ. Crucified means that part was nailed to the cross in death. Well, I've never seen a corpse at any of the funerals I've ever been to, and I've been to an awful lot of them. None of them people got up out of that box. All the ones I went to, when I got there, they were in the coffin, and when I left, they were in the coffin. And when we lowered that body in the ground, they didn't jump up. No, we put some dirt on them. Okay? If you want self to be in charge, what you did is what Eve did. Eve did that. She went from what God said to what she thought that was influenced by the serpent. So now if you make that turn away from what God said to what you think being influenced by the serpent, you're going to get the same outcome. That's the idea. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. See, self can't sit on the throne of your heart. God has got to sit on the throne of your heart. If you're not going to let him sit there, you'll find out what happens. It's not what I would desire for any of you. But it's a personal choice. You have to make it. God says he sets before you death and life. Choose life. Now, how easy is that? Okay. There are many Christians today who do not know and are not doing the will of God because their minds, their attitudes, and desires, and their wills have been controlled and conform to the world. They've been controlled by and conformed to the world. You know, we used to call them, um, what do we call them? Oh, I think we used to call them Clairol Christians. Only your Savior knows for sure. We used to have a little term for those. You know, nobody else can tell who the real you is, but maybe he can. You look and act and sound and behave so much like the world. You know the world has a fashion and you can't wait to jump into it. You know the men go to wearing pink pants instead of the regular what men would wear. Then they go 
and they take a perfectly good pair of jeans and rip them apart. I mean, they put holes in them. And then they proceed not to go outside and wash the dog with it. No, they want to wear it out in public so they can show all their skin. I was in uh, a store the other day, and I was minding my own little business. And this tall young, if she hadn't been, if the jeans hadn't been split all the way up to the panty line, I wouldn't have noticed her at all. You know, they're just things that the world does that Christians don't do. It's real. You know, ladies, our bosoms are ours. They don't belong to other people. Amen? They are ours. They don't belong to other folks, so we don't go around trying to show them what's none of their business. Can I say it that way? It's that season when people think they can show up to Publix with almost no clothes on. Hello. We don't do it that way in God's kingdom. We are representing the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and we never forget it. Also, we do proper physical hygiene. We do proper personal hygiene. We don't go all up in people's faces smelling like we haven't had a bath for a month. Now, do we? Our hair isn't standing on in and in and in and in and in. Look like we stuck our finger in a, in a light socket, in an electric socket. We're representing the king of kings. So we present ourselves in a respectable manner. You see, he lives on the inside of us, and we want everyone to respect him and honor him. So we present ourselves in that manner. Amen? See, the world has their idea. You know, in, 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 in the spirit realm, the holy ones are clothed. The Bible even says, God says, do this so that your nakedness won't be seen. The holy ones are clothed. In the spirit realm, the other ones are the naked ones. It's easy for them to see us. We're clothed. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, the purpose of underwear is to cover your closet. If you have underwear that doesn't cover your privates properly, perhaps you should have a discussion with the Holy Spirit as he takes you to buy some more. Amen. Where did I leave off, Lord, and how did I get on off of this? If somebody needs to hear this, because I keep coming back to it. If you've got parts of your private hanging out of your undergarment, you need to go buy some more that cover you. You know, I can remember when 
women started wearing these shorts that weren't like any shorts I had ever worn. And you could see the bottom of their buttocks hanging out from under the shorts. God does not approve of that. God does not approve of that. And neither should you. So maybe somebody needs to have a wardrobe um, transformation. Praise the Lord. If that's the way you used to think, well, you're in Christ now. It's time to change that. Amen. You're not trying to give the world the impression that you actually belong to the devil. Praise God. Amen. So, as we were saying, there are many Christians today who do not know and are not doing the will of God because their minds, attitudes, desires, and wills have been conformed to the world. Okay, the Holy Spirit isn't finished with this. Okay, remember um, when Harry Potter first came out, and I was going into some store of it, and this lady came out with her children, and she's wearing this Harry Potter shirt. And I'm like, Lord, Harry Potter, and she's got this Christian thing on the car. And I'm like, Lord, them two don't go together. Harry Potter is about nothing but witchcraft, all of it. So what are you doing with a Christian bumper sticker and a Harry Potter T-shirt on? That doesn't work. You know, there was re- there's this re- um, discussion going on on the Internet about some movie they're supposed to be making. It's supposed to be a Christian movie. And somebody that's working in the, in the background on the movie shows up Um, to where they're practicing or doing whatever they're doing or filming with a pride sign. And it's caused a lot of problems. And they don't, the persons that did it, don't want to apologize. And I'm like, if you've got a pride sign, you need to get saved. It's a flag. They, They went and got one of those pride flags. But they're going to bring it to a place where they're filming a a so-called Christian movie. And then they get on the social media, wherever it is they went to, and they're going to jump on the people that are criticizing them for doing it. So they're not open to correction. So then the person that's all over the thing gets up there to say, I apologize for the things they said that were wrong. But he didn't feel he should apologize for anybody bringing a pride flag to a filming where there is supposed to be a Christian movie. And I went, Lord, something ain't right with this. Uh Well, let me tell you something. Are you like that? Are you one of these people, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, I I received Jesus, but you still got so much world in you, the rest of us can't tell that you're a Christian. We hear what comes out of your mouth, but we see what you do, 
And we're going, I'm not so sure about this. Well, what about you? To be able to know the will of God and to live our lives in obedience to his will, we must get rid of the worldly attitudes that have been programmed into our minds. And we need to stop opening our minds to that kind of programming. Praise the Lord. Our minds must be renewed and conformed to God's will as revealed in his word. Uh This emptying of self is a capital C, capital O, capital N, capital T, capital I, capital N, capital U, capital A, capital L process. It's a continual process. Just about everything in God is a process. This is a continual process. You can't tell God, well, I did that way back. No, dear, this is continual. It never stops. As God reveals to you the areas in your life where you are following your own self-will instead of walking in obedience to his will, you must be willing to surrender it to God just as Jesus surrendered his will by saying, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. You know, if you're going to wear a T-shirt, it shouldn't give a wrong impression of the kingdom of God or Christian. Amen. You know you want to have this bumper sticker or whatever it is on the car, but the T-shirt saying something that's quite foul. Well, actually, the T-shirt's closer to your heart. Think about it. Luke chapter 22, verse 42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless. Not my will, but thine be done. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. As God reveals to you areas in your life where you put your selfish desires, your goals, your plans above doing his will, You must be willing to surrender it to God as Jesus surrendered his will by saying, Father, not my will, but thine be done. As God reveals to you areas of your life, possessions, money, houses, lands, prestige, positions, portfolios, etc., 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 and etc. Which are you are not willing to give up for his sake and for the sake of the gospel, you must repent and say, Not my will.
will, but yours be done. Really? Seriously? Let's go to the Gospel of Mark. Mark chapter 10. We're going to begin at verse 17. The Gospel of Mark chapter 10, beginning with verse 17. The Gospel of Mark chapter 10 beginning with verse 17. Matthew, Mark, New Testament. Matthew, then Mark. Amen. Matthew, then Mark. Chapter 10, beginning with verse 17. And when he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, good master. See, he's supposed to be the master of your life, the good master. What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Well, we've been talking about it already. And Jesus said unto him, why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. There is none good but one. That is God. Did you notice he didn't put your name there? Mm -hmm. Verse 19. Thou knowest the commandment. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master. Notice he called him Master. All these have I observed from my youth. I've been doing the commandments since I was little. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest, go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. And he was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great And Jesus looked round about and saith unto his disciples, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? Now, we all think that means rich people. No. Whatever it is that you think riches are, that you think is important, that's what it's about. And the disciples were astonished at his word. But Jesus answereth again and saith unto them, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel 
to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Really, Jesus? That's right. Really. Riches will bring the possibility of influence in the world. Riches give the illusion of power and favor. True favor comes from our God. There is a reason that they publish lists of billionaires and moguls. Have you noticed that they never publish a list of the world's poorest people? Riches are sought after in the world system many times for the wrong reason. Uh-huh. Well, let's visit Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. Matthew. While you're turning there, you know, there's some of us, we have this idea in our mind. We want love and affection and commendation and attaboys to come from this particular source. So instead of doing what God wants us to do, we want to do what we think it takes to get our attaboys and our affirmations and our love and affection from this particular source. Of course, we know this is idolatry, pure and simple, and it will take us to hell. But do we stop? No, we just keep right on. Well, guess what? That won't work with Jesus. You see, your attaboy, your affection, your love, your commendations, your pats on the back, they come from him. If you're depending on it to come from any other source, you're in idolatry and sin. It's that simple. Did you get that? And that's the case even when you're married. Did you get that? God's going to be your source of love, affection, affirmation, commendation, attaboys, pats on the back. Hey, hey, you made it or not. He's the true source. Any other source is flaky. Thought I'd tell you the truth. Amen? Now, where were we? We were in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. So if you're one of these people trying to get this done in your life and get this done in your life and get that done in your life so that you can gain the approval of some other human, you need to go back to the foot of Calvary and ditch that whole idea. Because it's that idea that's going to take you straight to the pit of hell. Guaranteed. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. You know I've got to say this. If you're somebody trying to uh, chart your course on how you're going to do this and that and the other, to get a relative or a parent or a brother or sister or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whoever it is to love you 
And to do this and tell you you're great and you're wonderful and they're proud of you and all of this kind of stuff, you're on the devil's hook. And sooner or later, he's going to drop you into his hot frying grease. That won't work. You know there are people that are in bondage because they want to please some human instead of pleasing God. They go through their whole life trying to be a this and a that and a this and a that and have this accommodation and this award and this thing and the other thing so that this one person can say, oh, I'm so proud of you. You've done this and that, and they just ignore God altogether. If you're one of those people, the foot of Calvary is waiting for you. You need to run to the mercy seat. Back before I finish the next sentence, you ought to be there. Because you need grace terribly. Because you are breath from hell. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. He wrote it out with his finger. Get the point? He wrote it in stone. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Okay, Matthew chapter 6, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. There are Christians who are despising God because they're still trying to hold on to the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't put anything on equal footing with God, nor anyone. We got that now? Understood? Okay. I just want to make sure. Because you see, when you go to before the before the Lord, and I have to put my two cents in as your pastor, I'm going to point right. I said, Lord, it's on the record that I told them what you said. Amen. You will eventually separate from one or the other. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's how it really works. Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse 24. Matthew chapter 16, beginning with verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. Let him deny who? himself and take up his cross and follow me for whosoever will save his life shall lose it and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? 
You might want to think about that this week. You might want to think about that. That's important. Matthew chapter 19, verse 24. Matthew chapter 19, verse 24. Matthew chapter 19, verse 24. And again, I say unto you, Jesus speaking, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Well, Zacchaeus made it in the kingdom of God, and he was rich. Who else? Abraham was rich. Job was rich. Well, how's this work, Lord? Well, let me explain what he was saying. You see, Jesus is referring here to a fully loaded camel. It is common in Jewish writings to express the great difficulty or seeming impossibility of the matter. Now, those of you who sew know it's difficult enough to get some thread to go through the eye of a needle. Well, transfer that here. In the large gates of the city walls, if you've never been to Jerusalem, I'm going to tell you, it's got a huge wall. You know, all through the Bible, they were tearing down the walls and rebuilding the walls. They were rebuilding the walls because in that part of the world, you build a wall for protection. What's those people on, on the TV that starts with an A that wants to get in your business to look through you and, 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 and secure your house? No, not those people. The people with the security system people, you know who they are. They have a commercial on TV. I don't ever pay it any mind, so I don't remember their name. Well, they have signs in people's yards, okay? <laughs> they put the sign out in the yard that says, this house, yeah, ADT, those people. <laughs> yes, ADT, thank you very much. We have one person paying attention in class today. ADT security system, and they stick that little sign in their yard. Well, that's not how they do it over there. They build the wall, and in the wall, it, they have gates so they can let you in or shut you out. Okay, in the large gates in the city walls, there were small, narrow entryways, and the small, narrow entryway was called, one of them was called, the needle's eye, all right, through which a camel might enter, kneeling down, mm -hmm. but only if he were unloaded first. Okay? He had to come in kneeling down, but he couldn't get in with all of his treasures on his back. He had to be completely unloaded first. See, you can come into the kingdom of God on your knees, but all that trappings and stuff, you got to unload it first. You know what I'm saying. All 
the camel's treasure had to be unloaded. But first, the camel had to descend onto his knees before he could successfully enter the needle's eye. By the way, camels will spit on you. They're not the most hospitable animals God made. Humbling the camel came before entry into the city gate. So Jesus said, it's easier. And it took a lot of people to unload that camel and to get that ornery animal on his knee. It took a lot. He said, and it took, it, no, one person didn't do this. It took several people. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. This is what he's saying than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. Why? You know why. Way too much stuff. There may be family members, friends, or a career that you put above doing the will of God. Mm. You must be willing to relinquish all claims upon these and be willing to put Christ in his will for your life first. Wow, that's right. Your homework, yes, you have homework, is to recast the, the message entitled Emptied for Him. That was the message just before this. Then, after you have listened to it with the Lord, you are to recast this message. It's time to seek the Lord, saints. You must be willing to say, not my will, but your will, Father, be done. Luke chapter 14, verse 25. Luke chapter 14. Verse 25, Luke chapter 14, verse 25. And there went great multitudes with him, with Jesus. And he turned and said unto them, as he's saying unto us right now, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children, and brethren and sisters, yes, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. I'll give it to you again. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Was that plain enough? Say, there can be no idolatry, no codependence, as they call it now, in our lives if we are to please God. Exodus 
chapter 20, verse 3. Exodus, chapter 20, verse 3. We're going to read this one together. Exodus, chapter 20, verse 3. When everybody gets there, say amen. We're doing over here. Okay, I got one amen in the chat room. I'm waiting for everybody to tell me amen that they've gotten to Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. All righty. Looks like we're ready. Okay. Exodus chapter 20, verse 3. Beginning, thou shall have no other gods before me. Who said that? Didn't he write it with his finger? Now, if God took the time to write it with his finger, Moses had to fast 40 days and 40 nights. No food, no drink, no people, just God. If God took the time to write it out with his own finger, don't you think he really meant it? Thou shalt have no other gods before me, period. Did you see that period there? He put it there. Amen? Amen. All right. Now we all understand that. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15. Hebrews chapter 3. Verse 15, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15. Praise the Lord. Hebrews. Oh, you want me to tell them that? Okay, while you're turning to Hebrews, I know of this minister of the gospel. Very nice man, respectable man. Used to be an attorney. And he gave that up for the gospel's sake in Jesus. But you see, the Lord gave him an assignment, and he knew it. In fact, I talked with him about it. And he was supposed to visit Israel. He's supposed to go to Jerusalem. But you see, his wife didn't want to go. She didn't want to go. And so he and I talked about him dragging his heels about that issue. But I want her to go with me, and I want her to go with me. I said, no, Jesus ain't calling her to go. He's calling you to go. I said, you know down in your knower you're supposed to go. And before you take your last breath, you better get there. I just flat out told him that. This is your assignment. You need to get it done. And he kept whining about, but she don't want to go. I said, that's just too bad. Leave her home. God's called you to go, and you better get there. Amen. You bet, saints, when God gives you something to do, he doesn't care who doesn't want to do it. You better get it done. You know, you have to answer. You have to give an account for the things done in your body. Failure to obey is rebellion and it's witchcraft. Do we understand? All right. So when you stand there before Jesus, don't expect me to back you up if you didn't do right. 
Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15. While it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart. Don't get hard-headed and hard-hearted with him because you don't like this sermon. You're supposed to hear this sermon. He wants you to change. He wants you to change your mind, your thoughts, your attitudes, and get rid of that attitude that's absolutely awful that he's been telling you for the longest to get rid of, but you're still holding on to it. Amen. Do not harden your heart. Why? It's going to, okay, remember when Pharaoh did it? You see what happened to him? He hardened his heart first, and God said, okay. Then God hardened his heart the next time. But you see what happened to him in the end? Okay, don't get on that path. It doesn't have a good ending. Praise the Lord. Luke 14, Luke chapter 14, verse 33. The Gospel of Luke. Chapter 14, verse 33. Luke, chapter 14, verse 33. So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. It's real. Jesus is real. Whosoever he be of you, Luke chapter 14, verse 33, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he has, he cannot be my disciple. All right? We understand? Right from the Lord's mouth. Saints, Jesus is real. We must forsake. Give up or abandon. We must renounce to give up claim, belief, or right to, to refuse further association with. Dun, 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 dun. Surrender, claim to, give up all that we have. Jesus won the victory for you over self-will in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now, we talked about that, didn't we? We discussed uh, that in the last service. The title of that message is Emptied for Him. It is in our archives on the website. Jesus performed this emptying, and so must you. When he did, God sent an angel to strengthen him during that hour. Likewise, God will strengthen you and enable you to empty yourself and to lose your life for his sake. Well, does that mean I have to die right now? Not if he isn't calling you to die right now, no. And if he is, he's coming to get you, so what's the big deal? To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. 
Isn't that what we're trying to do anyway? <laughs> to be present with the Lord? Amen? Haven't you about had enough of it down here anyhow? Well, if you haven't, it's going to get worse. That attitude will change. I have faith in God. Amen. In these final days, God is preparing a people who are willing to empty themselves. God is preparing a people who is willing to empty themselves, to give up claims to all that they have. To make a full and complete surrender of their will to his will. Are you one of them? Are you? Well, you are to be one of those people. Amen? Amen. So now that you understand that, Now that you understand what God wants you to understand, you see, those of you that didn't come to church Friday, you get to catch up. Amen? Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. All of our cares we cast upon you, Because we know that you care for us. We know that you care for us. Praise God. We know that you care for us. And, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, all demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, Devices, plans, orders, we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his angels, and their wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks, and we return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, reporters, listeners, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic, digital, technology demons, and their attacks, all Leviathan spirits and their attacks, all Kundalini brainwashing spirits and their attacks, all water and marine spirits and their attacks, all sex devils and their attacks, all unclean spirits and their attacks, all passive devils and their attacks, pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence, smart dust and drone spirits. We bind all sorcery devils and their attacks, all seducing, womanizing drone spirits and their attacks. Yes, the Havana Syndrome, 
brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons. We bind all of your attacks. We bind all the whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer in Jesus' name. We bind all targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks. In Jesus' name, everything coming off the satellite, off the cell towers, and through our devices. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons, all chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. Thank you, Lord. We bind all 5G and components. Hallelujah. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind force feedback, cyber stalking, cyber sex, and cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity. Bewitching spirits which manipulate modern technology, pulse microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems, brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, and binding all vibrations, which are demons. Binding electromagnetic attacks, smart technology attacks, techno-paganism, and mind control by the occult. Raising the shield of faith against every beam that is sent against us in Jesus' holy name. Oh, hallelujah. We bind Buddhist black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, North American, South American, Latin American, Caribbean, black magic and white magic, global cabal magic in the name of Jesus, indigenous groups, tribal groups. Covens of every kind in the name of Jesus And all of the groups that make up uh, what we call as the globalists The Illuminati All the different groups We bind you all and your motives and your actions And your decisions and your strategies and your plans We bind you all We bind the demons that attend to you We lift up to the Lord Jesus Christ every altar that any of you have ever erected in the name of Jesus Christ, and we take the powers from that altar and we transfer it back to Jesus Christ because all power belongs to God. We put those altars under the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ to be crushed to powder in Jesus' name. And we bind you. We chain you. We send you into the spiritual cage in Jesus' name and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord. We bind all magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks, and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits, trapping them into their shifted form for eternity. We bind Every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind hyperactivity, racing mind, inattention, impulsivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, and every tongue that has lied on us, borne false witness against us, and risen against us in judgment, we condemn it now in Jesus' name. We bind the power of the dog in every abomination that's been committed. We are blessed and not cursed in Jesus' name. 
Amen. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse, devil satanic worship, witchcraft dedication, and all rituals done on any phase of the moon. Thank you, Lord. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs. We're trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits and spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts logic, science, human reasoning, what the doctor says, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God, and makes man wise in his own eyes. Thank you, Jesus. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, monitor, track, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, corrupt, undermine, despise, assassinate, divide, confound, attack, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We bind the shedding of infected persons upon us. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. Father, in the name of Jesus, any Christian that is really your Christian, Lord, and they're involved in the martial arts and their eyes are blinded to it, Lord, we ask that you open their eyes. We bind those demons that have been pretending they weren't there in the name of Jesus. We ask that you open their eyes and show them the truth in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. We bind the bondage of generations of fools, the spirit of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We bind the fool's anger in Jesus' name, food, lust, addictions, and gluttony in the name of Jesus. We return to sender according to the covenant, all and every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, psychic weapons, Retaliation, all avenging, all blowback, all vengeance, all blood rituals, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and all that pertains to us. No demon, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind. Binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights, returning to sender or witchcraft attacks through going through the floorboards in the name of Jesus, through channeling and the satellites against the website, returning to sender all Cameroonian wizardry, black magic, juju, hexes, and vexes in Jesus' name, all Nigerian and tribal witchcraft and occultism in the name of Jesus, all Chaldean witchcraft. All attacks, return to sender in Jesus' name. All Spanish witchcraft, breaking and destroying our social and emotional and psychological ties with food and drink, which are displeasing to Jesus Christ, binding superficial religious acts in Jesus' holy name. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, Devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, the Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, False Religions, Numerology, horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience, 
Oh, Rekita, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic practices and spirits, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, BioPK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, and spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. Yes, we bind you in Jesus' name. We bind the king of pride and all of his evil agents, and we chain you with eternal chains in the darkness, send you into the spiritual cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, food, fecal, and solely sacrifices in Jesus' name. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, unyielding, nature worship, deception, idle mind, unfocused mind, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. You know, you can be unfaithful to God, but I wouldn't suggest it. Amen? Amen. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, all gods and goddesses, Osiris, Isis, On, and all false deities in Jesus' name, along with Mammon, Atlas, Baphomet, and his 72. We bind you all, chain you all, and send you into spiritual cages to the feet of Jesus for judgment. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the powers of every Masonic ritual, rite, ceremony, vow, pledge, prayer, whatever. And we bind the rituals, the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, the worship, the grip, and masonry, along with all of the associated organizations, Order of the Eastern Star, Rainbow Girls, Demolay, and any others, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind secret societies in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We bind psychic weapons, prompters, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and signals, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and, pagan, and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind insanity, pride, the work of errors, and foolishness in our own opinions. We bind being misled. We return and lose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft back on their own heads, Lord as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. Father, we bind the works of those who work to bring honor to themselves. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief in accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. 
Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Praise the Lord. We serve him and we obey him. We command every demon that has followed us, was sent to us, or transferred to us, to leave us now. Lord, every lie that has been uh, launched against us as a weapon, we, re- we raise the shield of faith and boomerang it right back to where it came from, in Jesus' name. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, in the name of Jesus Christ, and all true Christians all persecuted Christians and those that were left behind in Afghanistan or somewhere else in Jesus' name. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. In the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus. We cover our vehicles, our mode of transportation, and the road, airways, or waterways that we use to go where we need to go. We take authority, dominion, and power over animals, demons of the road, so they don't cross our path. Bad driving doesn't cross our path. Somebody else's car accident doesn't cross our path. And we thank you, Lord, that you've already dispatched your angels ahead of us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we cover ourselves and all of our property with the blood of Jesus. We take authority over all demons of the night, bad dreams, night dreams, sex dreams, anyone or anything trying to get into our dreams, and we command them to stay away. We ask for giant warrior angels to protect us and our property as we sleep, no matter if it's day or night. We can take a cat nap, amen. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst, the linking shield, Father. Thank you, Lord. Your warring linking angels. Your praising angels and ministering spirits, thank you, Lord. You've taken care of us. We appreciate it. We pull out our voodoo pen right now in the name of Jesus. Take the voodoo pen out, okay? All fiery darts, pins, needles, spirits, voodoo, witchcraft, curses, all that stuff the enemy sent. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and sever from ourselves. And loose ourselves from all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, legates, and all other forms of agreement with the demonic realm. We break down, we undam, we blow up walls of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, nanotechnology, globalists, shamans, sorcerers, divinators, liars, and such. People who hate us and want to kill us and hurt us, God. Yes, Lord, we turn them over to you. And we break the power of all their curses, hexes, vexes, love spells, charms, fetishes, psychic thoughts, witchcraft, sorcery, magic, voodoo, mind control, bewitchments, death spirits, potions, and jinxes, sickness, torment, pain, destruction, psychic power, 
psychic warfare, incense and candle burning, wicked chains, wicked prayer chains, incantations, chanting, ungodly blessings, root work, hoodoo, tribal rituals and sins, and all of that warfare that comes to us through those mixture churches, so to speak. There's supposed to be a church, but Kundalini is in charge. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Lord, we pray holy prayers led by the Holy Spirit that come from your holy throne. But there are those who claim to be us, but they're not of us. They're led by another spirit. The sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, who is the Spirit of truth. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. We send back spirits of hate, bitterness, lust, murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, sorcery, all wicked powers, spirits of bondage and fear, and heaviness in the name of Jesus. Every yoke that you didn't give us is broken and destroyed, ground to powder in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your word to us today. We thank you, Lord, for convicting our hearts. We thank you, Lord, for reminding you of reminding us of our allegiance to you and what you require of your people. We want to thank you for it, Lord. We want to thank you, and we give you praise. We give you glory. Because, Lord, what matters is what we do for you while we're here on this earth. What we do for Christ will last. All that other stuff won't. Amen. Now, saints, you know what you're supposed to do this week. Amen? Okay, then obey God. Obey God. And you know you got to recast. And you got to recast again. You know that. Amen. Amen. So we're going to do all the things God is telling us to do, right? And we're not going to murmur and complain, are we? Amen. Because we want to please the Lord. Yes, God may ask some of us to give up something we don't want to give up. Well, he's God. That's what we're supposed to do. Amen. So let's give it up for Jesus. Okay, rise for the benediction. Amen. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen. 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 And releasing upon the people of God the blood stripes of Jesus Christ. Pastor loves you. God bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.
you, Lord. This is great. Amen. Oh! 